Swamiji, how can we develop more faith in God? I say give him a chance. Faith is more than belief. Faith is experience. Give God a chance in your life. Ask him questions. Ask him to guide you. Ask him to show you what is the right path to take. Have faith in him. Lift one hand up to him and he lowers two to lift you up. When you, when you um, ask God for help, you'll find amazing ways. I had this marvelous experience in, in uh, um, what was the name of that town in California? Carmel. I, I had done a job with, I call God my divine mother. And whenever I do a special job with her, I forget what it was. I think I'd done a whole long series of lessons. Anyway, at the end of it, I like to go off and celebrate with her. And so I went to Carmel, but I'd forgotten that it was summertime. It was August. Carmel is a great tourist attraction in, in America and in California. All the hotel rooms were taken. And... Uh, the, the, there was one room, but it would cost very much. I couldn't really afford it. Um, and uh, I wasn't sure. I thought, well, Divine Mother, I, I've come here to celebrate with you. Therefore, I'm going to... Uh, I don't want to go to Monterey and be with the trucks and the fishermen there. I want to celebrate with you. And so I, I'll pay for this thing, and you'll have to see to it that I can get home. So I pulled out my wallet and wanted to pay this man. He said, no, don't pay me. I said, well, I'd rather pay you now, meaning I didn't know I'd have it at the end of the stay there. <laughs> he said, no, don't pay me at all. I said, why not? He said, I don't know, I just like you. I'll write you down as a tourist agent. Mm -hmm. And that I went to lunch that day, and that, uh, the owner of the restaurant came and sat with me. At the end, he wouldn't let me pay for my lunch. And it was all because I was doing it with Divine Mother. I have seen many times in my life that God does answer my prayers. And He will answer your prayers. Give Him a chance. That's the only thing I ask. Try Him. Swamiji, how would you differentiate between belief and faith? Belief is not knowing. Belief is hypothetical. People used to believe that the world is flat that their belief didn't make it so. It's when they discovered that it's round that they knew from experience that, that it's not flat, it's round. And so with the Bible, it's not enough to believe in these things. You have to give Jesus a chance to be active in your life. Pray to him, do things with him. When you go for a walk, feel that you're walking with him. When you um, eat your food, offer it to him and eat it with him. Any, don't try to hide God or Jesus or any aspect of your higher nature. Don't try to hide yourself from that. Because it's there anyway. It will know. God will know. Jesus knows. But I love that song. I came to the garden alone when the dew is fresh on the roses. And he walks with me and he talks. Beautiful song. He talks with me. He tells me 
I am his own gift, got a chance. That's how to develop faith. And so practicing the presence of God. Yes. You have to practice it. It's not enough to just say, I believe. But have a, a constant dialogue. There are plenty of people who believe in Christ and uh, act like criminals, are criminals. We're not sinners, really, but we sin. The soul is, a, is, an infant, is an expression of God. You can't soil the soul. You can't darken it. But if gold is covered with dirt, then you don't see the gold. And so people, they are not sinners. The worst sin is to call yourself a sinner. But you can overcome your sins by living rightly. Mamaji, um, many people in rejecting another's notion or conception of God reject God, the concept of God altogether. They call themselves atheists or agnostics. How would you define God in such a way that those people could relate? Well, I went through that. I, I didn't, I didn't believe in God because the church that I belonged to made God look so boring. I didn't want that kind of God, and uh, so I tried to find Him through science, and I tried to find Him through politi some political system, and I tried to find Him through the arts and any outward means that I could, I could imagine. And I finally found that without the concept of God, something is always going to be lacking. And I remember going out one night, I was trying to become a playwright at the time, and uh, I realized that that too wasn't going to give me what I wanted. I wanted truth. And I didn't know truth, so why should I flood the world with my ignorance? And I decided I would not write plays anymore. But I thought there, this truth, there's got to be a parallel between truth and God. And I went out and asked myself, what is God? If he exists, what is he? What must he be? I thought, well, he, he can't be a policeman up there waiting for me, me to make a mistake so he can clap me into hell or a judge. What makes me ask this question? Well, because I'm aware. It's not, I'm not a robot. I can't be programmed to ask a question like this. It's because I am aware. Then where did that awareness come from? Awareness must be a fact of the universe. Consciousness must be a fact of the universe. And if that's true, then God has to be that consciousness. And then my duty in life is to be more open to that consciousness so that we have more of it rather than less of it. If I drink too much, I have less of it. If I overfeed, I have less of it. When my mind is calm and clear, then I am more aware. So God has to be consciousness, and my job in life has to become aware, I have to become aware of that consciousness and open myself to it. Therefore, my goal in life can only be one. I have to know God. And I came home absolutely staggered with the greatness of this insight, and I decided I would seek God. And I thought to become a hermit. But I had never 
read the lives of saints. I had never known what a saint was. And I thought, nobody's ever had this idea before. And I thought, maybe I'm going crazy. And I thought, maybe I need to go out in the country and live close to nature, and maybe that will give me the awareness I want. And I went upstate New York and uh, stayed in the country there, and I went out on a long walk, and I saw a dewdrop on a pine needle. And I thought, well, that's beautiful, but I can't feel it. Mm. I said, there's something in me. I'm like a motor only running on one cylinder. I said, I've got to get my own motor in shape. I have to open myself. It's not enough for God to be there. I have to know how to open myself. And I was desperate, really desperate. My, my God saved me in this because I knew nothing about Indian teachings. The truth that I discovered was Vedanta, but I didn't know it myself. And uh, my father was sent by his company, Esso, to Egypt to look for oil there. And I put my mother on the ship to join him. I know that an aunt of, of mine, a sister of hers, had come from Tulsa, Oklahoma to visit us in uh, there at that time. And she said, I bet Don ends up in a seminary. My mother said, oh, not Don, meaning anyone but him. I kept it very much a secret. I didn't tell anybody. It was too precious a secret to me. But the day that she, I put her on the ship, I went uptown New York, and I went to uh, Double Day Duran, is what it was called at that time, on Fifth Avenue. And there I found Autobiography of a Yogi. That completely changed my life. And I read that book. I saw that he was a vegetarian. All right, I became a vegetarian. That night I was invited out by some friends of the family, and they gave me chicken a la king. Well, I pushed the chicken to one side and ate the vegetables. <laughs> then the next, then he, then I read that he was a monk. All right, I would be a monk. And uh, he, he, uh, I was invited by another family the next night, and they had hamburger. Well, I just couldn't eat the hamburgers. I said, thank you very much. I'm not eating meat anymore. And he thoughtfully provided me with a date. I sat at the opposite end of the sofa from her. I must have seemed like a very peculiar young man. But I took the next bus across the country. My godfather uh, worked at Esso also at Rockefeller Center. I went to see him and tell him that I was going to California. He wasn't in, so I left a note on his desk saying that I'm going west to California to be with a group of people who I think can tell me what I want to know about God and about religion. And I crossed the country, and my my thought was I'm going to find how to know God. And I said, this is such a wonderful truth, I want to share it with everybody. <laughs> I wanted the whole world to know about it. The first, I never, I never imagined I would ever say such a thing to anybody. I had a certain amount of arrogance as a young American, but the first words I said to Yogananda were, I want to be your disciple. I couldn't, I couldn't speak. I was so overwhelmed. I said, you know my thoughts. You have to hear my prayer. 
because I can't, I can't utter it. But he said, I give you my unconditional love, and will you give me yours? I said, yes. Will you give me my, your unconditional obedience? Well, I had to be truthful. And I said, well, I, I wanted so much to be accepted, but I couldn't accept him under false pretenses. I said, what if I think sometime that you're wrong? He said, I will only ask of you that which God tells me to ask you. So I said, in that case, I give you my unconditional obedience. Then he had me kneel in front of him, and he put his hand over my heart, and his hand vibrated for at least two minutes. Mm -hmm. And in that two minutes, everything was somehow changed, and I became his disciple. I've been that ever since, 63 years ago, going on 64.